Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Table Podcast. Thank you, Luke. Uh, a special edition of the Table Podcast. Yeah. My name is Luke. Julie. Pastor Crane. Lene. Hey, guys. So this is a new format. We're um, on Tuesday, not Wednesday. We're not going to be discussing the uh, sermon like we do normally on Wednesdays. This is a special edition of the oh, podcast. And you sh- you'll, you'll see this more often tomorrow. happening. <laughs> we'll, we're going to be uh, planning more special podcasts that are not solely dedicated to the sermons on Sunday. Um, and, and this will be kind of like a free range. It, it'll span all kinds of different kinds of topics, mm-hmm. all kinds of different places. And, and like today, we're hoping to have new people. And we have Miss Julie McCorkle with us. Yeah. World famous. Yep, Hi. she is. T-shirt designer. <laughs> I've always said T-shirt I, designer. You know, I used to tell Tyler we need to have one of those sound boards so we could do like clapping. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to clap myself. They, I just push a button. They call them drops in the biz. Oh, drops. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. need some drops. Audio drops. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then I just it. drop it. Thank you, Luke. Yeah. So, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, you know, Julie, uh, uh, several weeks ago, uh, posted one week, and then I think maybe the next week or two weeks later, she she posted something, and I actually have the uh, I went out on the internet and or on Facebook and oh, copied copied <laughs> stalked Julie's Facebook original page. right here. And, and, and um, she had written these written these things. Um, uh, lessons that she had learned from um, the stay-at-home COVID-19 thing. And it really just struck me. It struck a chord with me because I thought, first off, I thought Julie was very transparent about it and very honest, which uh, in a lot of her writing, she's that way. And uh, and I just thought it was very, uh, I thought it could be very helpful. And I, I know some, uh, many people uh, maybe saw it on um, Facebook, but maybe they just didn't see see it, or they didn't hear about it. But maybe to expand it a little bit. So I thought that would be a good idea uh, for today. Uh, but before we even start, that the real question we all want to ask you is, what do you really think about Becca? Becca's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my boo. Becca's my boo. Nobody knows listening, it. so you can tell. Yeah, nobody's probably listening. We guarantee you have no listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. No, um, I just, first off, Julia, I've, you know, I've told you a couple of different times that, you know, uh, actually, we were just talking about a few minutes ago, I, uh, we talked about when we went to D.C. in 2003, not Julie and I, but the whole book, a big group of people, <laughs> went, uh, uh, we went for um, a youth event, and um, Julie was a part of that, and so I've actually, Julie was in high school then, probably a junior then? Maybe. Yeah. 2008. Uh, no, it was, no. It was in 2004. 2004. 2003. It was this August of 03. DC03. Don't listen to me then. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the whole point is is that I've had the opportunity uh, as as a pastor I've been here since 2000 uh, and Julia of course has been a part of the church all that time to see her grow from a really a, a, a great young lady into a a marvelous um, Christian woman, as I would say, marvelous. and uh, just she for me she has such a great testimony. She writes really well. I know that this isn't her forte, maybe to no, get and speak here. She's a great <laughs> worship leader, but sometimes you know a format like this isn't good. So I just wanted to have her come on and uh, share some things from these things that she learned uh, from the COVID-19. And, and if you have some things that you, that perhaps you learn, if you'll put them in the feed, we'll try to, uh, address some of those. Uh, cause I think it's really important. You know, for me, Julie, uh, if, if you go through a time like we're still kind of going through with different ramifications right now in the last week, but if you look at 
these last few months and and all it was was just a a, a negative few weeks mm-hmm. you know then really it didn't serve any purpose right uh, so for me it had to ha- have to serve some purpose and and that's to me what this this did is like this is this is some things I learned so let, let me first off ask you when did it start coming into your heart that I'm learning some stuff through this what what was maybe that process that you came to it was probably like a couple weeks into this whole quarantine thing because at the beginning I don't know about anybody else but it's just like a a cycle of emotions at the beginning almost surreal really yes surreal and almost like a denial Mm -hmm. and just feeling really really lost and Mm -hmm. feeling what are we doing here what what am I supposed to do with all this and trying to process that and then just kind of getting through that surreal stage and back to where it feels you feel almost a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. and rooted and not like you're just in this dream world. So, um, yeah, around that time and then just thinking, just thinking about what am I doing? And not, right. and it went from like the, what am I doing to like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. To really more of a centered, like, what are we doing here? What is the purpose of this? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember for me when the thing started, uh, of course, I'm always horrible at predicting things when it, when it comes down to it. But I remember people saying, they're going to shut Disney down. And I said, they ain't shutting <laughs> Disney down. They don't shut Disney down for anything. And they shut Disney down. And for me, that's when it became real. Right. So what is going? Like you said, what is going on here? Yeah. And so I think maybe for different people, different things happen. Maybe being laid off from a job or, or being threatened that you're going to have your hours cut back. Uh, thankfully, Merritt never had that happen at work, but they started talking about we may have to furlough some people, uh, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So I think it, it um, um, started happening. So what, when that began to happen, you started recognizing some of those things. What prompted you to start writing some of those things down? Well, just because it felt like this is such an unprecedented time. Yeah. And you all, everybody goes through stages where you learn like a whole lot of stuff from the Lord at once, and it seems like this is a really big uh, period of growth. But to me, it just felt just unprecedented. And I'm like, if this mm-hmm. is unprecedented, maybe I should write it down because my memory is horrible. Yeah. And because I want to go back 10 years from now and remember what I learned during this time. And hopefully it's grown from that Yeah, yeah. in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's a great thing because when, when you write things down like that, uh, you know, it helps you to really, really recapture mm-hmm. um, what you were thinking at mm-hmm. the time. And and uh, I haven't always been the best journaler in the world, but in the last few years, I've gotten a little bit better with it. And um, and, and so ex- exactly that, if, if I can actually read it once I've written it, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I, when I go back and read it, I can sometimes almost feel mm-hmm. what I was feeling at the moment or I'm laughing of, because we were talking about this Sunday and Luke was saying that he doesn't really journal no right no. yeah no. and I only journal when it's like like specific yeah I don't do like every single day of my life either. type yeah. thing it's more just whatever but um I've gone back have you ever gone back in your journals and read mm-hmm. through? <laughs> I've read things that I'm like 
Did I write that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, there's some that's like, wow, Lene, that was pretty profound. Thank like, you, Holy yeah. Spirit. And then there's other things where it's like, just rip that picture. Like, yeah. Remove this. Right. Like, what was I thinking? But right. anyways, go ahead. Yeah. I was just thinking about journaling. Well, and I think, too, is one of, one of the things is you can either see growth in areas <laughs> or you can see non-growth in areas, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah. like, not too long ago, I was reading something in one of my journals, and I think, oh, my goodness. This has been a little bit of time back, and I haven't grown a lot in that area. I need to, <laughs> I need to kind of step too. up my game, you know. Those are the ones I want to. And, and for me too, another thing about journaling things, and and of course, one of the things that I liked about these things is because I thought all of them were so, in that sense, sort of spot on. But another aspect of journaling is sometimes when I I feel impressed with something, I'll write it down, and and because I'm not sure, I'm not necessarily sure of the source. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of of how even I even I even really feel mm-hmm. that way, yeah. and then I can go back and look at it. Especially like at the end of the year, I try to go back and mm-hmm. look at it, you know, and I can. So I really didn't feel that way, you know, yeah. or, or that's not really true, or whatever. So anyway, I think journaling can really help with that. So as you as you begin to uh, write these things down, uh, what I'd like to do is is kind of go through. Uh, maybe we have the opportunity to go through most of them. What I'd like for you to do is just talk about. Um, the lessons that you, uh, you you learned, maybe describe, define it a little bit, and maybe if, if I mean I know some of it may be personal, and you can't share that, but if there's like like this was the circumstances that produced mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that might be uh, a little bit helpful too. So yeah. we'll just we'll just start with the first one. Uh, the first one is it is okay to change your mind, and God reveals things in stages sometimes. So tell us about that one. So that one is is really specifically about the COVID stuff. And as a leader in the church, and I'm sure you guys can feel this too, as a leader in the church, you sometimes feel like I have to have all the answers. Yeah, all definitely. 100% right. Mm -hmm. The first time I say anything, it's got to be spot on every single time. And that is a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And it's not the truth too. It's not the truth. Exactly. And so that was just, just reminding myself I do not have to be perfect. That's good. <laughs> I do not have to have everything mapped out. I cannot see the future. God can. I'm going to trust Him. And just to just give myself a little bit of grace yeah. in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for the COVID thing, there was a lot of opportunity for us to shift our thinking on mm-hmm. things. I remember the first week that we had the, the church, the week that we had church and our, our, our attendance was way down and several churches already stopped having church at that point. And I was in this thing. No, we're on Monday. I was no, we're having church next Sunday. I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's just me and a few people, we're gonna have church, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and from there till Thursday, I've changed. You know what? We need to, mm-hmm. you know, we need to go to an online format. And 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 that was a difficult, but it was it was a shift in in considering everything, not just my own personal mm-hmm. opinion, my own personal right. feeling. It was it was to, to say that. So yeah, and I thought right out of the gate that point was so good because in today's world changing your mind is almost a negative thing mm-hmm. and when people, people change their mind like in politics when people change their mind they're a flip-flop mm-hmm. or people call you a hypocrite when you have one thing and change it to another but i think it's a great thing to be able to change your mind because you're like you said you're saying i'm imperfect and i don't know everything and i can grow and i can change mm-hmm. and that's something that's lacking in our world today not just in the christian world but in all world of people being willing to have their mind changed and to change their mind right and i will say also like with this with this lesson and also literally with all of these, most of these came about 
from like going back and forth with people that I trust, mainly Becca, mm-hmm. <laughs> my boo, yeah. and just having that accountable relationship relationship with somebody where you can say, I'm not sure about this. Can you mm-hmm. help me work through this? Mm-hmm. And not thinking that you have to have this internal dialogue where you think of all the world's answers yeah, by yourself, but getting yourself in community with people so that you can kind of chip off each, each other's edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I think too when you talk about something like this, it, the change in your mind part is 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 so is so key because what happens is is if it, when I examine myself is what is causing me to have a certain opinion, mm-hmm. what are the motivating forces, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about the facts or figures that kind of thing necessarily. Sometimes I'll gravitate to certain facts because of fears or right. or worries or you know, just personal taste, those kinds of things. And, and so uh, being able to, to not allow the, especially emotional things, because mm-hmm. everybody's emotion has been extremely mm-hmm. high in this, not allowing emotional things to drive yeah. how I view everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, the two key words was God reveals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing with that of changing your mind is yeah. let God reveal if the mind needs to be changed or not right. and if the heart is in the right motive. Right. But anyways, God reveals. Yeah. And it is in stages. You know, God doesn't just yeah. pour it out at one one time. It, it is in stages. You know, uh, we one of the things that we understand about Scripture is that it's progressive revelation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so even in our own personal lives, there's that sense of pro- progressive yeah. uh, revelation. Yeah. So, uh, The second one, and I really like this one because this is something I personally learned <laughs> early on as well, is is if media news etc makes you fearful and really you could substitute that word fearful for several other different mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. but if media news etc makes you feel fearful cut it off and feed yourself on faith yep <laughs> <laughs> no <Good> this point. <laughs> i mean we we don't watch hardly we watch zero news in yeah. our house we just don't have it on all the time but at the beginning of this thing, I would just find myself, like, my kids are playing, and I'm just sitting there with my phone on the mm-hmm. couch, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and all I'm feeding myself on is fearful things. And at one point, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, just put the phone down, yeah, Julie, put good. the phone down. And if, I don't know, if, if you're just feeding yourself on fearful things, then the only thing you can expect to feel is fear. That's good. If you're feeding yourself on things that build faith, then you can reasonably expect mm-hmm. to feel more faith. That's right. the way it works. Right. You can have, yeah, it, not, and I'll even take it a step further, not just reasonably expect, you can confidently yes. expect that you're going to have be a person. And, and for me, like I said, with that word fearful, it can be agitation, it can be anger, mm-hmm. it can be suspicion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of that, you know, and, and you, you saw that throughout this this thing because and this is one of the things that frustrated me was uh, my inbox would get flooded with these videos and these things that people were sending me and I'm glad I don't have those <laughs> oh my goodness and, and and so I would literally have one video news story that would be mm-hmm. touting one thing with facts and figures right. and the very next one would be the exact opposite touting facts yeah. and figures you know? yeah and I think it was implicit in what you said but i just wanted to stress that social media is involved in that too it's not just cnn that can stress you out it's your second aunt twice removed posting stuff Mm -hmm. that really irks Mm -hmm. you 
that can, or, or you know, puts fear in your heart that can, you know, yeah, exactly. things spiral as well. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the and to to really hone in on that is that feed yourself on faith. That that is a, that is a a key thing, irregardless of the COVID nineteen thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's in any crisis yeah. when things are good, when things are bad, when when you're having a good day, when you're having a bad day. That that should be the the focus of our life, and and for me, it is even a little a little uh, maybe uh, it should set up warning signs that if the only time that we're feeding ourselves on faith is if and depending on a person's personality, if things are really good mm-hmm. or things are really bad, mm-hmm. you know, and and so um, I, I think I think you know I think there's one set of personality that says. You know, I'm feeding myself on faith until things start going wrong, and then they abandon their faith and start mm-hmm. trying to strategize their own way of dealing with it, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's the other kind that just, the other personality that totally ignores God, basically, until things get bad and say, man, I need to I need to turn to the Word, you know. Yeah. And uh, It reminds me, Lenny, do you remember that um, sermon that Merritt preached a long time ago at a women's breakfast or something? And she was just about feed yourself. Mm. Do you remember mm. that? Mm-mm. No, it was good. I Sorry, yeah. BFF. <laughs> it was awesome, <laughs> but it was it was just about feed yourself and take responsibility for your own spiritual life. Don't expect, Pastor, you're not going to grab my phone and throw my phone across the room for me when right. I need to put it down. Right? That's yeah. my responsibility. That's right? good. Hopefully, one. I don't know. Maybe one. <laughs> I just pictured Pastor walking <laughs> in your house and is like, "Give me that." <laughs> And walking out, just just stomping in, grabbing the phone, walking. You're welcome. Spiritual leader, right here. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, but just take responsibility. Yeah, it's hard. And and this one right here, just for me, this next one just sounds so Julie-ish to me. The the, the next one, it says, "You always, uh, you don't always need a big mission to change the world. Uh, Sometimes a small mission field is waiting right at home Mm -hmm. or in your neighborhood." Yeah, so for that one, again, at the beginning of this thing, I was just feeling really lost and purposeless. And my per- my personality is that if I don't have a purpose, if I don't have, like, the big goal or a plan that I feel like I'm a part of something, I get really just stuck in myself and I get um, depressed or just discouraged really easily. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need a, a big purpose. And so I was honestly just struggling with that at the beginning of this and thinking, like, if I write anything, is anybody going to care about it? Yeah. <laughs> like, if, does it even matter if I, if I keep doing the things that I was doing before? Is it really serving any purpose at all? And the Holy Spirit just kind of showed me, again, with the grace part and a lot of humility, too, like, you do not need to change the world in every stage of your Mm -hmm. life. Maybe that's a stage to come. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. something in the future. Maybe not. And it's totally okay if it's not. That's good. Because there's literally mission fields. My son and my daughter, they are my mission field. If I'm I'm so stressed out about not changing the world that I can't look my son and my my daughter in the face and love on them the way that they need to be loved that Mm -hmm. day, then... What am I even doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? that's good. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that because as a pastor, I thought we ought to be doing something. We ought to be doing yeah. something. We ought to be doing something, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'd see other churches. And for me, I'm not going to mention what 
who it was or what they were, but they would you can do, tag them later. They, 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 would, they would do different things, and I would just think that's kind of that's kind of gimmicky, you know. Yeah. You know, they would be they would do things, and it's kind of in my mind. And then I had to check my heart there to say, well, am I, am I saying that because we're not doing anything, right. you know? Mm-hmm. But but just like you said, that small mission field, um, the Lord impressed me early on um, during when when the lockdown was really strong. Uh, if you guys remember, Cliff Josie had just lost mm-hmm. Lina. And the Lord impressed me to stay in contact with him almost, and so almost daily, he and I were texting mm-hmm. back and forth, and um, I and and you know what, I may not have had the mission field world, right. but little little things like that, yeah. little things like that, and I, you know I don't know what it meant to, to Cliff, but I hope it meant something, you know, right. and uh, I think that that's, um, uh, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, it's very easy to. See the little things is not little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're exactly. Really, they're really important sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's the next one. Check your mode. Just real simple. Check your motives. Check your heart. <laughs> that one, <laughs> that has so many applications for mm-hmm. me. Like seriously, <laughs> just I don't know. Look, we're gonna say something. No, I was no. gonna leave. <laughs> you you start the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. That one just for me, even. Full disclosure, sharing this on Facebook, mm-hmm. I had to check my motives. Like, God, yeah. am I sharing this to get accolades or whatever? Mm-hmm. And just in every single thing that I do, I want to check my motives. And if he says go, I'm going to go. If he says, you need to hold off on that because your heart's not right yet, right. then you hold off. or And just whatever it is. And well, that's and that's tough too, isn't it? Is. It is because it's hard to know your own heart. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. what your motives are. Yeah. You know what I was reading recently um, in the Fire Bible? Shout out Fire Bible! <laughs> <laughs> um, just one of the commentary on uh, the Word of the Lord is living and active, dividing mm. soul and spirit. And the commentary was talking about um, how God's Word just divides soul and spirit. It divides between what is my emotional response. Yep. And what is my spiritual response? So, going back to the word was mm-hmm. a huge, <laughs> huge. So good. I mean, just I can't even tell you the amount of times that I in like, in my morning devotions, which don't happen every morning, by the way, mm-hmm. in my morning devotions, just um, God revealing something that I was struggling with, and revealing to me the motives of my heart, yeah. just mm-hmm. time after time. I can't tell you how many times, um, not so much now because I'm not really on social media, but like now even like with text messages or like, mm-hmm. I'm not that you know that much, but like I'll, I'll, I'll type a whole thing out and I'll look at it and I'll be like, why am I saying, am I, do I think I'm going to change anything? Is, right. that, is that my heart to change anything for good? And then you just got to press the back button and get rid of stuff. You yeah, know? and I did that several times during the COVID-19 thing. <laughs> Start typing out stuff and I said, nope. <laughs> you know, can't, do can't do it. And, and you know, I think true, the, the truth of the matter, matter is with our motives that you know our heart can be uh, have duplicity when it mm-hmm. comes to that. So you, you can have a set of motivations that are really, really good. And you can have some that's that's not so good, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I think we even have to move despite that part of the motive here isn't mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. a good set of the motives here that are. Right. That are yeah, good. but I think even in those situations, the part of you that has poor motivations can help steer it in a way that's mm-hmm. not that's not helpful and that's yeah. not. And you have to you be know, careful. Pure. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. Uh, so slowing down and being present with people you love is a constant battle. It, it, it's worth the fight. Yeah, so that one, 
I don't know about you guys, but when we went into this whole quarantine thing, like we had visions of baking bread with our children <laughs> and doing all these crafts and not me. maybe maybe not you, I don't know. But for me, <laughs> it we weren't like breaking this. any bread. <laughs> we were eating out. We kept yeah. beefs and, and sunnies and all of them in in the business. Doing your part. I appreciate I, that. Servant's that's heart. That's what I said. We're helping the local. <laughs> yeah, but just, um, just, I, I went into this thing thinking, like, we're going to have all this free time together, and mm. we're going to be just hugging and loving the whole time. Leave it to Beaver. Yes. <laughs> and it did not happen, <laughs> because when you're in a house with small children, it's exhausting sometimes, right, right. Yeah. as wonderful as they are. But... Yeah, so just in this whole thing, you would think it would be easy to spend time with your family and really get that quality time, but it's still going to be yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's hard is because it's a good thing. All mm-hmm. good things are hard. That's good. That's and so good. If, if it's worth it, and it is worth it, then you have to fight for it. You have mm-hmm. to be really super intentional about what you what you spend your time doing. Yeah, because even then you can say, Oh, we can do it tomorrow. We exactly. we're not going to be doing anything tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> we can do it tomorrow. Yeah. And I think I think intentional is a great word there because a lot of times with family, we can be complacent and we can mm. just say, "Well, it'll be fine. It'll kind of work itself out. It, it'll it will just go with the flow." Exactly. And and that and that's when you know things like that can happen. So being intentional about making those moments happen and, and mm-hmm. making those things happen, you know, with you and your family is super important. Yeah, and especially with family because usually they get the worst of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so true. Yes, they do. They do. So true. So true. <laughs> My kids will testify. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing negative about me. <laughs> Kim. Kim. <laughs> okay, for the I next one, comments. for the next one, we want names named. Mm. Uh, names <laughs> named. When people frustrate you. Oh, yeah, name names. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when people frustrate you, <laughs> intercede for them first. Uh, don't rush to judgment. It's definitely Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I was this frustrated is, a lot of times. I'll just say too. that. Me yeah. too. Frustrated at people's opinions. Right. <laughs> and then frustrated at their lack of opinions. Right. <laughs> just frustrated all the way around. How brazen they are about their opinions. Yes. <laughs> and for me... To, Maybe you should think this through a little right. bit. Well, for me, what I was going to say is, in my opinion, and once again, just my opinion, lack of judgment. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's one thing that I don't know who started it. I like to think I started it. But um, one thing that Kim and I have really been encouraging with each other lately in those moments, because you know with your spouse, you really kind of vent to them. You kind of tell your real real opinions. As we've been saying to each other, you know, give them grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give them grace. And sometimes I don't want to hear her say that. I'm sure she doesn't want to hear me say that. Mm. But giving people grace because... You know, if people were hypercritical of all the things that I've ever said or done, and I know I've had some dumb opinions and mm, said yeah. some dumb, and, and I, I know I'm an annoying person, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it, I should give the grace that I want to be given right. in my life as well. Yeah. That's good. I, th- I think for me, I, this lesson was, was apparent to me. I can't say I maybe learned it real strongly during that time, but in the last week, it, th- this particular thing has mm-hmm. has has come back up with me, and 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 the idea is, it's 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 very difficult to make proper assessments of things if you don't know a person's story, mm-hmm. you know. And, and for me, 
with this last week, this this goes for for all of it. You know, for everything that's transpired. You know, e- even the, the the violent stuff that's happening. It, it, obviously, no way approve of that. But if you know some of the backstory on some of those things, it's a little bit easier to understand right. it, especially if you're looking at it from a non-believer's point of view. Right. You know, and 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 so. I think that's such a valuable thing when when things frustrate you, anger you, whatever, you know, you you intercede for them mm-hmm. and then try to try to see it from their perspective a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. All right, and I love this next one. You will never regret spending time with Jesus. <laughs> so true. That one's just like a just an obvious one to me, but it's something that I miss so mm. many times. Mm. Like, how many times have I spent time doing anything else yeah. when I really need to just get alone with the Lord and mm-hmm. have Him set it straight, and He would fix it like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But then when we try to just fix it ourselves and goes over and over in your mind, and it just gets worse in your arguments, you end up arguing with yourself, and mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. just spend time with the Lord, and He's yeah. the answer. Let me just ask everybody this. Uh, do you find that... That like the not spending time with Jesus, it, it for me it's like exercising. One of the easiest thing to quit doing is stop exercising, mm-hmm. you know. And and for whatever reason, it's that e- it, it 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 can be the easiest thing to do is just don't spend time with him yeah. because he is full of grace, he is full mm-hmm. of mercy, and it, it's not like my bill collector. He's demanding mm-hmm. that right. I that I right. And I think that's an apt analogy as well because <clears throat> I know for me whenever I what what and what apt. Analogy. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a good analogy. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> because I, with exercising, I know like heading up to it, I can think of a thousand different things I want to do instead or, or a thousand things I could be doing instead. Right. And then if I do it afterwards, I feel great. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I did it. It was so beneficial. I, need I to even, do that again. <laughs> I feel better. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't, I'm down on myself. Like, why did I not do that? Like, this, this, is, this regret that I have is here because I know I should have done it and I didn't. So that's mm-hmm. a great analogy, yeah. I think. Yeah. But but very but apt, it, very apt, but 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 it is interesting. In it interesting, like a bad habit is the easiest thing to pick yes. up. But but those good <laughs> rhythms in our life sometimes yeah. are the most. Yeah, I never have a problem checking Facebook. <laughs> I mean, I never, yeah. I never forget there. it. Mm-hmm. I never forget about it. Right. For, uh, Aaron says That's the good. first response should always be prayer. The second is trying to understand and then self evaluate. All done through the Holy Spirit. So I think Thank I you, top fan. Point. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing that I often say. Is that um, prayer should be our first response, not our last resort, and mm-hmm. and that's that is so true that that should be the thing that we that should be the attitude of our heart, not just something yeah. that we. I mean, yeah, you have to condition yourself and and discipline yourself to do it, but that should be the attitude of my heart that I'm gonna have a conversation with mm-hmm. Jesus about that first. I know this so. morning I'm just gonna use this. This morning, five o'clock alarm went off, <laughs> and I I laid in bed and I was like, Lord. I know that if I miss this morning, if I don't go to prayer, like, you're not going to be that mad. Right. And I know that. Right. But could you just help me get up out of this? <laughs> because I want, like, that's my heart is that I want to yeah. spend time, but I really want it to sleep, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, but, I mean, I did get up out of bed and go, but after, mm-hmm. it's like with the workout, after mm-hmm. I was done, I was like, yes, like, that's right. where my every day should start. Yeah. Like, yeah. it should never yeah. not be like that. I would say yeah. it was a good analogy. Apt. It was an apt analogy. <laughs> so, so Julie uh, produced this like 
one week, and then like two weeks later, she said, "You know, I've learned a lot of other stuff." So, <laughs> <laughs> <Don't laughs> so, so this is unlearning, uh, Lord. So this is more lessons learned. <laughs> it's on the next page. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first one, being a married uh, person, uh, I immediately go to this is a. Sp- a spousal thing, you know, because uh, Merritt and I have, through our years, have struggled one way or another with this. Uh, be the first to apologize. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Well, Timmy and I never fight. So. Oh, I know. <laughs> Knowing Timmy's disposition, I know y'all never fight. No, I can tell you exactly where this one came from. So it was in our hallway in our house, and Timmy was washing the dishes. <laughs> Lord he, bless him. He's not, he's not he much is, on cleaning things, is he? Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. He is, he is all about just helping out. He yeah. never complains about anything. Awesome husband. He's not watching, so I can but. say you but. But. You can tell anything. But for some reason, and I'll just be honest, I was mad at him for washing the dishes too slowly. Mm-hmm. You can imagine this. I was mad at him mm-hmm. for washing the dishes too slowly and not... Because he does things methodically and completely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm just going to dunk them in there and let's hope they're clean. You know? <laughs> Hot but, water will get whatever you need. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was in the hallway and I was just having a little moment with myself. And the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, listen, if the gospel is not good for this, what is it good for? Fix your heart. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. it was just such a convicting moment and I had to go into into Timmy in the kitchen and apologize. He wasn't even aware that I was mad at him. (laughs) That's even worse when it's like that. (laughs) And I had to apologize to him. Yeah. But just, and I think with all of these things, just the bedrock of it all is just humility. Humility before the Lord, letting him speak to you and getting to those really hard places in your heart and humility before others, humility before your kids, before your family, before the world, before People who look different than you, mm-hmm. just it just all starts with humility, I think. Yeah, pride is is so destructive. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's so insidious it's too. It's so, it, and I think the reason is it's so deeply embedded in mm-hmm. us. Oh, yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. It's rooted in our insecurities mm-hmm. and you know the things that we feel like we deserve and want, right. and it's just it can be so destructive and just so nasty. And it's so hard to get past that that pride of, well, I deserve an apology. Mm-hmm. I did nothing wrong. She started it. Mm-hmm. She had the attitude for no reason. Yeah. And getting over that pride of, you know what? So what? Yeah. So what if she started it? So what if you were nice to her and she had a bad attitude? Mm-hmm. Look at the things that you've been forgiven of. Mm-hmm. The things that not only you've been forgiven of, but there's nothing you could have offered for that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And you still received it. Mm-hmm. So so right. who are you to look at your own pride? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That's really good. Pride is so ugly. Um, I was also thinking that humility part is also big with like the changing of your mind, too. Mm-hmm. Because you have to admit to people that what I said before... <laughs> It was wrong. It was kind of yeah. maybe wrong, and therefore, and it takes humility yeah. to admit mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it does. And it, yeah. and it can be hard. In that area of, of, of pride, one of the things that I learned, that was, for me, perhaps one of the biggest lessons that I learned in this thing, it was there's glaring areas of pride in my mm-hmm. life. As a minister, as a minister, when, when we went to a whole different way of operating, and, and I'll just be honest, I dealt with saying, I don't, 
I, I was concerned that other churches would do it better than us, mm-hmm. and 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 I didn't I didn't want other churches to do it better than us, right. and, and and I was like that is ugly, mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. is ugly to feel that way. I want that, and so the Lord just laid on my heart, especially. Um, our sister churches and the churches around us in our community to pray for them. And yeah. Pastor, honestly, I saw you doing that on Facebook, just uplifting like the rich ones yeah. and encounter yeah. church. And I'm so like, go, Pastor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's my pastor. Yeah. Well, and, uplift other people. And, and that was out of a heart that was struggling to to not be, um, just prideful. You yeah. know, um, not allowing that to to rise up in my life and, and 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 so for me one of the things about this it's not just lessons learned it's things revealed yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah. there's things that were it revealed in my heart that just wasn't some good you know some good but some uh, some yeah. things that needed to to improve now Merrick Crane said preaching now and that was right <laughs> after you and I had both talks so I don't know if she yeah. was well, talking I'm about sure. you or she's not talking about me she had commented before you said anything yeah, she, she definitely wouldn't say about me <laughs> Pastor I wanted to add like onto what you're saying like when you realize and when the Holy Spirit reveals something like that to you you have to do exactly what you did you lean really hard yeah. the other way yeah. Yeah. you can't just take a slight turn because you're going to end up right back where you are you have to be really intentional again about leaning hard in the other other direction yeah so true i would say that with what what y'all are talking about just learning that my my pride of why don't people just have enough faith to like get through this and be Mm. done with it and Mm. and then it's like well Where's your heart at in that? Like, yeah. do you really care about people's level of faith, or yeah. are you just wanting to be Again, like checking well, your motive? Thank you. Yeah. Or am I just like better in that situation than other people? Yeah. No. Like, yeah. Anyways, and I think a really good not to belabor on this point, but I think a really good thing that people should draw out of what you just shared is that even though you you didn't feel that your heart wasn't completely there, you were doing what God was leading you to do. Even though mm-hmm. I don't feel these things 100%, my pride is still fighting me, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm going to I'm going to do yeah. this despite that. I'm going to do yeah. what, what God's calling me to yeah. despite those things. And that's super important that sometimes you got to do it even when you don't feel it. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's yeah. actually like spiritual warfare. You just mm-hmm. it, it is that. It is do exactly the that. You do the opposite. <laughs> Also learn from Pastor Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Mary. <laughs> Can anybody? <laughs> um, so here's here's uh, the next one. Your attitude is like a river. You'll pull uh, along anyone who's around you, kids, family, friends. Make sure you're flowing in the right direction. Hmm. That one? Preaching at myself. <laughs> so, yeah, just being at home with kids a lot. It's you're the you're the attitude maker and you're you're the Said you it. form the atmosphere mm-hmm. in your home. And so for a while there for like maybe two weeks straight, man, we were just yucky in our mm-hmm. home. I was in a bad mood, which means my kids are gonna be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And then I get mad at them for being in a bad mood. Right. <laughs> yeah. It really has to it had to start with me and the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me that you are in charge here. You you need to act like it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that it just looks like telling my heart to be happy. Like I tell my kids all the time if they're grumpy and, and they're in a bad mood, I tell them, tell your heart to be happy. And they, they will say, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> heart be happy. And I had to tell myself that yeah. over and over and over until it became true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Luke will remember this, but when they were growing up, I, I did this illustration with them. Um, I, I would I would stand up on a chair and and or I have them stand up on a chair 
mm-hmm. and I would have them try to pull me up on the chair with them. And then, I, and then while they were pulling me, trying to pull me up, I'd pull them off of the chair, mm-hmm. and, and I would say, it's, it, "It's broke his, <laughs> broke his leg." That's the lesson he got out of that. Uh, He's like, "Yeah, I remember." It's, it's easier to pull somebody down mm-hmm. than it is to pull somebody up. Mm-hmm. So when we're when we are when we are um, in that negative attitude and and flowing in the wrong way, like you're saying. People are gonna flow with us. Yeah. It's the yeah. e- it's the easiest it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, and I think it applies more to just than kids. I mean, because sure. all of us have our own little circles or rivers of influence, and you don't realize how many people mm-hmm. are flowing mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Right. You don't even have any idea of how many people are watching you, or how many people are listening to you. So just let the Holy Spirit right. and, and point I, you and in I, the right direction. And I'll say that to all of us sitting here, we're leaders in this community of believers, and. The things that we say, the things that we do, the things that we post on Facebook, the things that we, um, the way we act in public, all those things, there's somebody watching that, mm-hmm. engaging those attitudes, mm-hmm. engaging those uh, mm-hmm. things. And for me, I want to be the positive thing in yeah. someone's life. And, and I would just say, being all spiritual right now, <laughs> if we're flowing in the river that's coming from the throne room of heaven. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Then we're gonna um, automatically. Yeah, that's too spiritual. Well, I know. <laughs> I love it. I know. Keep it coming. <laughs> but that's saying. good. That's yeah. Because if we try to create our own river, it's gonna exactly. be a mess. So true. Because yeah. we could. I mean, there's plenty of people who don't believe in Jesus who create mm-hmm. positive rivers. Mm-hmm. Right. But when we have the one flowing from the throne room, then we can actually. And we're all unified because we're all actually in the same river. Yeah. Exactly. I got so it. good. I got a river. <laughs> what? Yeah, I call it living water. <laughs> Flowing out of you? I coined that term. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, too. Are you stirring it, it up? I, I'm not <laughs> saying it's easier, but but it is simp- more simple because I'm not trying to create that's that. Right. It, yeah. it, that's right. I'm flowing in the things Come of the on. Lord, and that's, that's, that's good. All right. So this next one is a, a, an interesting one to me. Uh, being comfortable and having peace are two very different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Don't let the former lull you into the neglect of the latter. So this one was more... I do not write like that in my <laughs> journal. <laughs> the former and then the latter. That is not how Lene writes in my journal. It wasn't like a ladder that you climbed up. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just impressed with the writing. Don't it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this one was like towards more like the middle, like the questionable stage like we're mm. okay in this in this quarantine maybe it's not so bad after all that kind of mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the weird middle stage yeah and uh, yeah this, it's just because you can feel comfortable and we I just begin to feel just comfortable like I can do this indefinitely maybe if I have to mm, right. um, I miss things but it's not all that bad really mm. and I felt like specifically in that middle period just more spiritual warfare even than what was in the beginning because it's just like a lull to sleep and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what the enemy Mm -hmm. was for me personally I don't know if this applies to whatever but for me personally it was just like he's trying to lull me to sleep again I don't want to go back to sleep I need to to fight this and stay awake and just the thought of being comfortable just it's not the same thing as having peace because you can have peace in the most uncomfortable situations, and it's it just Amen. comes from two different sources. Yeah, 
So true. And, and, Comfortable and, is not a fruit, but peace is. Yes. Oh, that's good. I know. We should write that down. <laughs> <laughs> <In my pen. laughs> that I can that, write in my journal. That journal is, entry that one. Is, that is really good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and really, in some areas of our life, we really ought to be fighting comfort. Yes. You know? yeah. and, 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 and it's so sad because I think for me personally, sometimes in my mind, I'm saying I want peace, but I'm really seeking comfort. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Mm, um, that's you, good too. That'll add on mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, if you would like for me to ask Lene to step out of the room for this next one, is this aimed at Lene? Uh, Does it say Lene? It, it says even the most spiritual people have blind spots. <laughs> I already, I already said mine. I already said mine. So it's true. Uh, even the most spiritual people have blind spots. Uh, pray for God to reveal them and restore your sight. It's scary that. You think I'm one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I'm like, oh, if I'm the one, then how lower his standards? Thank you. That's lowering the bar for real. <laughs> yeah, I think pride comes in mm. in here as well. Mm. Is being willing because you're sometimes obviously with a blind spot, you need someone pointing, yeah. you need someone that's yeah. holding you accountable, yep. and to not. For me, and I'm sure you guys are the same way, to not instantly get defensive and mm-hmm. like try to turn a mirror back on them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what about the things that you do? Mm-hmm. You know, and or you just maybe even obfuscate them and like explain them away or something like that. Mm-hmm. That means make excuses for them. Like, I knew that one. I didn't know that one. <laughs> I did. I knew that one. Um, I think you've used it before. That's why. And, and to, um, you know, anyway, so, so to be so have that and not let pride get in the way of yeah. that correction. I think that's why you should definitely have someone that you're accountable to that does not necessarily agree with you on everything. Mm-hmm. Because if you just surround yourself with people who are like, you're right, Lene, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Well, then that's why I'm that, not growing and that's learning. That's why my best, best friend is an atheist. Too far of you. Yeah. Well, one thing for me about this in my life, not necessarily in this period of time, but uh, one of the things that, I, that I've learned about that, about those people that are helping me to see those blind spots because of experience, and I'm speaking now more of as a pastor and a leader, uh, because of my experiences, especially in a very difficult church before I came here, and in my own insecurities, I get suspect of people that help me identify those blind spots, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and learning that the people that I, to really trust the people that I've gathered mm-hmm. around me. Like thinking they have an ulterior motive. Yeah. Or, or they're just, they're trying to destroy me or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that there's some other, that, you know, what, this is all going to lead to something bad, you know, rather than to say, this is, this can really help me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Mm. And yeah, I've and, never been sus- Suspicious of people helping me. Now I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, you're just out to destroy the, me. When, when you have the security insecurities that I deal with, you, well, now I'm just like everything. Everything. Who gave me the opposite. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. But I think it's an argument for for looking at the merit of an idea and not the source of the idea. Mm. Yeah. You know, because if some or or the intention behind the idea. Because even if someone were to say something to you that was intended to be hurtful or intended to damage you, you can even still look at the idea and say, well, yeah. yes, this was this was meant for harm, but there is some truth into sure. that that, mm-hmm. that I could mm-hmm. you know work from. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, um, this is one of the things that Becca and I had been. Talking Are about. you going to say a name? I'm not naming <laughs> Oh, okay. Becca is the only name. She is not the name. Oh, okay. She's just a name. But, um, just a name. Just a name. Yeah, and just that idea of accountability. Becca and I have so many times been texting each other, like, 
you need to look at this. And our response to one another is, who are you to tell me? (laughs) And just recently we had a a conversation about it and like, listen, if we're going to do this, we need our first response to be uh, just humility. And why are we so quick to deflect or quick to strike back? That's something wrong in our own Mm -hmm. hearts. And it's on both sides. I mean, it's... And I just think having somebody that you're accountable to is probably one of the best things you can do for your spiritual life. Just because we need, we desperately need that iron Mm -hmm. to sharpen our Mm -hmm. iron. Otherwise, I think I'm just perfect. Right. (laughs) Well, and and and, and the two things that that just comes to my heart when when you say that, the the first being that... um, uh, it's it's good to have somebody in your life that you uh, to have that relationship that you know that at the end of the day that you're gonna love one another that you're gonna be there for one another and that you, you both have the best in, intentions in mind and the second one is just maybe more more of a personal observation that's exactly what I was talking about with you and Becca specifically Th- that that's the kind of thing as the as a pastor I see that that growth into uh, maturity in, in you and it's so it's so exciting to see that because you know sometimes you you just feel like what am I what are we doing here you know and then when you see and not not even that I necessarily feel like that I had a hand in that it's, it, that's not beside the point but that is still happening in the environment that we're, right. that we're in here you know which is good he used the word maturity but earlier he said marvelous so <laughs> Just marvelously mature. Marvelously mature. Marvelously mature. Can I just say one more thing yeah. about the mm-hmm. blind spots too? One of the other the ideas that the Holy Spirit was just giving me is that um, you know that song like He is worthy? Mm. Only He is worthy. Mm. And a lot of times I find myself getting really disappointed in leaders, mm. not you, Pastor, in other leaders. <laughs> other churches, other, other leaders. Churches. <laughs> <laughs> Just because people are not perfect, and I have the tendency to hold people up to this really high standard, and I hold myself up to it as well. And so, for me, this blind spot is, it's all like wrapped up in grace. So, I want to acknowledge that people are not perfect, and it's not to say that maybe you need to ask the Lord about something, or maybe I need to ask the Lord about something, but just not being so prideful again back to pride Mm -hmm. that i can't admit i have areas that maybe god can reveal and he will reveal them if Mm -hmm. i ask him to that's right it's not the end of the story if i don't get everything right Mm -hmm. and it's not the end of the story if i have blind spots because he can reveal them anytime he wants to yeah and for me a part of that is the reason it's not a a one person show in the church Mm -hmm. It, it we're a part of the body and so some of the things that even in this area of like blind spots, and I realize it's a little bit different than having different ministry functions in the church, but even at that, there are other people that maybe that's not their blind right. spot and they're efficient in that and it helps the overall body yeah, of the exactly. church. Yeah. So. I think about somebody like Steph Spinagle who has such a heart for missions and for helping people who are in need. And that's my blind spot. Yeah. <laughs> that's my blind spot. Same. So, and learning from other people, you can. God reveals our blind spots to us in the secret place, and He reveals them when we watch other people and we see 
they're doing something important here. Maybe mm-hmm. I can learn from that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. That's good. That's right. And everybody don't have to do it like, and thank God they don't do it exactly yeah. like me. So, all right. So that's, that's the, the list. So I want to ask you a couple Is of there, questions. Is there a third, like... More, more. <laughs> she, she really wants to do another podcast, so tomorrow, th- tomorrow there'll be another list. Yeah, Cole's many secrets. <laughs> uh, You're so, brave to bring that. Um, I, know. I never bring that. It up. Of, of all of the things there, which of these lessons that you learned surprised you the most? Which one's like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that about myself, or it's surprising that I'm learning this? or Can, can you identify one of those? Mm, probably the... The mission field one, that mm. you don't have to change the world. Yeah, yeah. All right. And which... Uh, one more to answer. <laughs> yeah. That's not... Yeah. That's one. That one Let me, I'm not even going to say. Just point. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that was the most important to you personally? Uh, the blind spots, for sure. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. And then which one was the most challenging the blind spots. <laughs> 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 the so, so just go right to the blind spots. That's go to the blind spots. Yeah. So, is it because it was the last one that he revealed? To maybe, you? maybe that's it. Honestly, maybe that's the one that's most fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or it took you the longest to learn. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> or still learning. Still yeah. learning. Yeah. All right. So if, if, when you think about this, and and I realize that everybody's. I know when when you first posted that, there were several people that posted. Like, this is what I learned mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, uh, so w- when we're thinking about maybe your list specifically, but also in general, what, what do you think people ought to take away from that when, it, when, it, when they're looking back at this? And hopefully, you know, three months from now, six months from now, at least, hopefully sometime in the future, this is all in our rearview mirror mm-hmm. as far as the experience. But what is, what is some things that uh, we should take away from this? Um, just that the Lord is always speaking. He's always, always speaking. And if we can slow down long enough, then he is, he's, yeah, he's right here. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I feel like sometimes we put people like us up on a pedestal, like I'm spending hours in my mm-hmm. prayer closet. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah. praying at my kitchen sink. And yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, yesterday I was putting Emma down for a nap and I was just praying while I was doing it and God just kind of showed me like this whole thing in, in like an image of you know like one of those old flower sifters mm-hmm. where you have like the cylinder that's metal and it has a grate at the bottom and the crank mm-hmm. thingy you know what that is? Mm-mm. no but I, <laughs> I I, do. I'm getting a good visual <laughs> okay yeah. so it's a metal cylinder and it has a grate mm-hmm. a sifting thing at the bottom and you crank it and it pushes the flour mm-hmm. through and my mom used to have one and she's not a baker at all so <laughs> <laughs> but we used to play with it like with play-doh not even baking <laughs> but just to play with it but he just gave me this image of like <laughs> so in regular times it's almost like the grate on the bottom is more widely spaced oh, this is so good there's it's more more stuff that can get through and at the bottom you have like this fine purified uh, flour and that's where God wants to get us. But the grate in, in regular times is just like wider. So you can get little bits of like clumped together flour mm-hmm. and everything. Maybe it's not quite so perfect underneath. But in times like this, I, I really think it's like he's almost limiting 
and mm-hmm. he's he's making the grate uh, narrower, mm-hmm. and he's making it harder for stuff to get through. And it's like, if I'm up on top and I have my sins, which, you know what, I don't have any glaring, obvious sins in my life, but I do have sins in my mm-hmm. life that he wants to reveal, mm-hmm. and I want to get rid of those. I don't yeah. want right. to so keep good. them with me. Amen. So good. But if I'm on top and he wants to purify me, he wants to make this flower, because he, he needs the flower to be mm-hmm. usable. If it's all, mm-hmm. like, whatever, mm-hmm. he can't use me until I'm purified. But if I'm on top and so he's grinding and he's grinding and like in my mom's little grinder thing, it had like these two metal mm-hmm. wires that would just kind of circulate like that and it would just press the flower against that grate over and over again. And it is painful. Like mm-hmm. if you get pressed like that, it's really painful. But I feel like in times like this, it's almost like he's making the, the grate a little bit smaller and he's saying what you could get away with previously yeah. That's not going to work anymore Ooh, because on. if you want to be if you want to be really purposeful, and if you want to be used in my kingdom, you need to be purified, come and you, you you can't have all of this stuff. And so we have a choice: we can either choose to let him purify us and leave all that junk on top, mm. and we sift down to the bottom, purified, a lot lighter than we mm. were before. <laughs> or if we want to, he'll let us and we can just kind of cling on to that and we'll just keep getting pressed over and over mm-hmm. again, wow. over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, still doing the same, the same lessons over and over again. Mm. And I just really felt the Lord telling me, why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why yeah. wouldn't you do that? When you can go and, and be purified wow. and be usable in the kingdom of God, what are we holding back from? Mm-hmm. Is there anything up on top, any of that junk up on top that's really worth it yeah. to me that I yeah. want to hang on to that mm. rather than be, Ooh, be used? On. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So that's that's what I would... I'm going to go pray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to... I'm like, that junk right there is sitting on top. I don't want it there anymore. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I yeah. have no I use for it. I want it to be grinded yeah. And that. that's what I would just pray for our church body and the mm. church around the world. Just evaluate what am I holding on to? And would I rather hold on to that? Or would I rather right. be purified? Would I rather be usable? No, I was just going to say, like, that's how I feel about the things that I learned during this whole thing and things that were revealed to me is I don't want in another couple months mm-hmm. to forget it all yeah. mm-hmm. and then have to repeat and not... Rem- I want to remember these things and I want it to be, like embedded in me to where I'm actually walking it out I don't mm-hmm. want it to just look good you know in my journal and right. say like this is stuff I learned and I'm right. so cute yeah, and I exactly. learned it I want this to be my heart now and I want this to like you said I want it to be that pure flower underneath that it's 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 who I am now mm-hmm. it's yeah. not just something I learned and I could write down this is who I am this is who Jesus taught me to be during this time right Exactly. I think I think you know if you go back to uh, Tyler's message, um, uh, <laughs> guy, guy used to be. I was the new Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of here. Uh, the, the last Sunday that he he spoke, he was talking about um, a a culture in our church, a group of people in our church that were going after the more, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I think sometimes we have a tendency, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, we have a tendency to reduce that to perhaps what it looks like on Sunday morning in a worship set. You know, what we, we decide 
what that looks mm-hmm. like based on, on that. But I think exactly what you're talking about, Julie, is exactly what he is referring to in that sense, is that there's a, there's a, a movement, and I think it really it's across the world, and, and this situation has really uh, kicked it up a notch, but I definitely sense it in our church that there's a, that group of people in our church that says, I don't want that junk. I, I want I want it to be purified. I want mm-hmm. it to be Him, and 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 I don't want it to be anything else in my life. You know, do we each have our own set of things that still needs to be worked out, that mm-hmm. needs to be fixed, and are there areas of my life that I that perhaps I'm out of balance in? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but overall, there's this this drive within yeah. a, a culture in our church that says I won't I won't yeah. what He well, has. Well, and going back to her illustration and what the Lord showed her is. We're asking the Lord to start grinding us. Yeah, we're yeah. not just saying, "No, I'm okay sitting here yeah. at the top." Like, Lord, go ahead and do it. Turn, yeah. turn it. It's going to be painful, but go ahead and turn it. Grind it up. Yep. Just grind yep. it up. Well, Julie, I definitely appreciate you sharing these things with us. I know, on some level, that things like this, uh, especially, I, I know that some of these are v- personal lessons that you learned, and then you you had the. Um, uh, you just had the vision to share them in a in a public setting, and uh, I, I just want to commend you for that because uh, th- those are the kind of things that, in, in that sense, we we end up being transparent, and that's that's not the easiest thing mm-hmm. to do sometimes. And and I really believe that that people uh, literally um, ar- around our church, maybe even around the world, have read these things. And, and I think there there's people that their lives are going to be impacted and are being impacted by it. So I just I just think it's it's phenomenal, and I appreciate you uh, sharing it with us today. Mm-hmm. You done yeah, good, thanks. kid. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> you done good, kid. All right. Well, does anybody have anything else they want to say? Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the regular podcast, going over the uh, sermon, and then, like I said, look out for future episodes like this where we want to. Uh, you know, talk about cover other topics other than the pastor sermon every week. Uh, no, but we we, we yeah, and we we plan on having other guests as well. Yeah. So uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for uh, watching. Thank you so much for engaging in the conversation. And uh, we really hope that this was you know useful to you guys and it was impactful and that you uh, took something from it. So we love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.